Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power from Within. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker, and I am so grateful that you are here. I do uh, pray that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So today I'm calling this podcast Getting Out of Passivity. And um, short story, if you listened to my podcast last week, and I was talking about spiritual fatigue, um, you know, and trying to overcome spiritual fatigue can be a challenge. And, you know, I normally, every year at the beginning of the year, um, I don't do New Year's resolutions, okay? Um, I stopped doing that a long time ago. Um, But... I normally do New Year's intentions, things that I want to be intentional about within my year. And I didn't even do that this year. I didn't set any intentions. I didn't set any goals. I had one goal, and that was to finish out my college degree. And, you know, I've really been trying to listen and... Uh, be intentional um, in trying to hear, you know, what God is telling me. So I'm listening to messages. I'm listening to prayers. I'm listening to all of the things, right? Um, You know, when you're experiencing fatigue, what do we do? We rest, okay? We rest. And we have to be careful because in those moments of rest, in those moments of being vulnerable with God, Um, things will begin to come at you very quickly. And so as I'm um, going over the past week, um, one thing that God told me is that I, I struggle with passivity. And passivity just didn't start today or yesterday or, you know, um, you know, a couple of years ago, right? Passivity has built in my life over the 44 years that I've been alive. And I never, ever thought that I was passive. And I'm not passive in a sense that if someone comes to me and says, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about passivity in um, different areas of my life. So let let me tell you what passivity means. Remaining inactive with no initiative, okay? Types of passivity, apathy, indifference, numbness, spiritlessness, lacking enthusiasm for or interest in things, right? Um, you know, if you look up and there's an article by psychology today talking about the 11, 11 signs of, uh, lack of self-worth. The first one on the list is passivity. Or there's another one on the list called generosity. Um, meanness. Um, there's 11 different ones. And I start thinking about this, right? Because 
if you think about trauma, trauma is a builder, okay? Trauma, it's called, you can do, have cumulative, cumulative trauma, okay? Trauma accumulates over your life. And so I got to thinking about that. I'm like, okay, you're telling me that I'm passive, but why am I this way? What has caused, what has caused me to become so passive in my life? And I started to write it down. And here's what I came up with. Divorced parents, being abused, not being believed. Parents always fighting. Uh, I got into a really bad car wreck with my grandfather. Never being able to have roots, meaning we never stayed in one place long enough for me to, to get acclimated and have, you know, friends. The only friends I ever had for a long time was at my grandparents' house because nobody ever moved, right? My grandparents never moved. Um, never having a healthy mother or a mother relationship with a mother. Never being heard or seen. Not being able to express my emotions. Addiction, prison, my kids being taken away. Relationships that are emotionally, physically, and verbally abusive. My grandparents passing away. Those are all situations in my life that has led to me being passive. And when I'm saying passive, I mean I'm not expressing emotion. I'm not saying how I feel. I'm not standing up for myself. I'm... Um, I'm just living in a routine, right? And I think about that because I think about four years ago, five years ago, right? Um, I was writing books and I was very active in a travel business. And then after that, I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. But all of that was just... Um, things to keep me busy so that I didn't have to look at the real thing that was going on. You know, God gives us a vision. He gives us things that nobody can take away from us, meaning what he's called us to do, um, our story, our testimony. He gives us these things, right? We go through these life lessons, so to speak, life experiences to learn and to grow and to move forward. The problem is that sometimes our trauma is so com communicative, I can't even tell, has, has just built and built and built that we just continue to allow the trauma to affect us in our everyday life. We, we feel unworthy. We feel unqualified. We feel like we, um, we're not good enough. And then when opportunities arise, we can very easily talk ourselves out of it because in our minds, unconsciously, in the back of our minds, we are telling ourselves the things that we have told ourselves our entire life.
we find a way to feel guilty or shameful for doing the things that God has called us to do. I used to share my story all the time. I used to, you know, do a lot of things that I don't do anymore. And I've been coughing that up to, you know, depression, although it probably is depression because I have been passive in my own life that I have created this, this barrier of passivity. And, you know, it's, and I'm thinking and I'm like, you know, what is this? Why is this happening? Right? Why, you know, and I've coughed it up to, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 44. I'm getting older. You know, it just, things are changing. No, no. I am allowing things, thoughts, patterns, and behaviors that are unacceptable. Passive trauma is chronic non-action, chronic neglect, lack of support, never being seen, heard, validated, acknowledged, cherished, championed, or loved. And I can think about many times in my life that I have experienced passive trauma. I can think of many times in my life that I've been loyal to everyone around me, but I'm not loyal to me. So when I heard God say, you struggle with passivity, I had to look it up. Because I would never envision myself being someone who's passive. I would never envision, I would have never envisioned myself being passive. Because if you hear me on the outside, I'm not passive. And then, you know, what hurts even more is because I always told myself that I would not I always told myself that I was no longer going to treat myself the way I used to treat myself, meaning when I was in an addiction. Um, you know, um, I wasn't going to allow people to judge me. I was not um, going to, um, um, allow rejection anymore. Meaning when I say rejection, meaning I'm not going to allow people that are rejecting me to affect me uh, emotionally anymore because I had been rejected and rejected and rejected my whole life. And so I started thinking, you know, how do you get over passivity? You know, God, if you're telling me that I'm passive, then what do I need to do to get over passivity? What, how do I heal from passivity? How do you stop it? If you've done it for so long, then how do you stop it? 
and something came to mind that if I had a camera that followed me around 24 7 okay and on the other end of that camera was my children my kids are grown okay um, all of them but destiny okay but my kids are grown my daughter-in-laws are grown obviously but if I had a camera that followed me around and on the other end of that camera was my children would they be encouraged by my everyday life would they be encouraged by what they saw What would I be teaching them by those camera moments? What would I be showing them and teaching them? And then had me like a ton of bricks. What would they see? Maybe I should ask you that question. If you had a camera that followed you around 24 seven, if you don't have kids, um, you know, and it was just, you know, people in general, and they could see your life like a movie, would you be proud of what they're seeing? Would your actions and your daily life encourage the people that are on the other side of that camera. Basically like, like you're living in a reality TV show. And I said, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. And when you think about it like that, it's hard not to heal. It's hard not to want to get over whatever it is. Yours may not be passivity. Maybe yours is, is lack of self-worth. Maybe yours is, um, you know, um, a bad marriage. Maybe yours is an addiction. Maybe yours is, you know, um, depression or anxiety or whatever has stemmed from your trauma. Maybe that's what it is. But here's the thing that we don't understand. We have to intentionally heal. And whatever that looks like for you, you have to do that. Because the only person or persons that are going to be affected is the people who surround you every single day. And maybe you're saying, well, the person that surrounds me or the persons that surround me every day are toxic. Then how do you heal from their toxicity? How do you heal yourself from, from being around people who are toxic? How do you heal yourself in the midst 
of a giant storm that's going on around you. I can tell you that if you get very vulnerable with God, if you just open up your ears, he's going to tell you or show you what it is that is affecting your ability to walk in the purpose and, you know, in, in the testimony and everything that he has given you. I was listening to a message and um, <laughs> he was actually talking about, um, you know, be careful how you know, God will bring you something, right? But just because it's not packaged the way you think it needs to be packaged doesn't mean that it's invalid. And he used the example, he said, my wife will be telling me something, okay? And I'll be like, no, 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 no. You know, that's not, that's, but then someone else will bring it to me. And I'll be like, oh my God, that's a great idea. But my wife said the same thing but I doubted the package that it came in. Right? So, however it is that God is bringing it to you, however it's packaged, okay? You know, the revelation that he brought me was passivity, right? And that was packaged in a message, right? And, it, and, and they weren't even talking about passivity, but by listening and opening in my ears and my eyes and, and being vulnerable, okay, it came to me when I was doing yoga. Um, you know, he said, you're passive. And then it kept coming up because, you know, it's cold here in Texas. And I've had a fire going for the past couple of days, okay. And I remember now when I came out of prison, I was on fire, Okay, not on fire for God, but I was on fire to be better and to do better, right? I was on fire and I was excited to, you know, have a job and I was excited, you know, for new relationships. I was excited to get my kids back. I was excited to go to college. I was excited, so excited about all these things, right? And then somewhere along the way, I was just like, you know, feeling a little lost, right? It's called complacency. It's called being comfortable. It's called not staying aware, hyper aware of what is going on inside of me, right? What is going on inside of me? Staying hyper aware of how I am feeling. Where are these feelings coming up in my body? You know, where do these feelings stem from? Instead, I am having these emotions and I'm not getting them out. I'm stuffing them. And then I find myself bitter, resentful, angry. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And I don't understand. But as I kept putting this, you know, logs on this fire and having to constantly keep it going, right? You know... I kept seeing it every time I look at it and it's going out. Like I literally, before I got on this podcast, got it going again. Now it's out again. But how, how is that so relatable to our own lives? 
Like we get this fire going, right? We got this fire inside of us and we are, you know, we are good to go and we are, you know, doing all the things and we've got the hope and we've, you know, we're praying and we're reading and we're doing all of these things. And then somewhere the fire goes out, right? Or something happens and, you know, it's, it's our fire is no longer burning like it should be. And what do we have to do when we have a fire that is not going? We have to relight the fire, right? We have to move the wood around, right? We can't, if we want to stay warm by the fire, we cannot be passive and just let it go out, right? We can't be passive and not do something about it. It's no different in our own lives. If there's something in our lives that God is like, you are this or you are struggling with this or this is what needs to be fixed. If we don't move some stuff around, if we don't start being intentional with fixing that particular thing or working on that particular thing or listening to God about that particular thing, guess what's going to happen? We're never going to experience the fullness that he said that we can have. Because we're going to be constantly living in a state of fight, flight, freeze, or fun. Constantly. I don't know where you lie in that. But if you live in those, your nervous system is out of whack. Your nervous system. Maybe you can't sleep. Maybe you have headaches all the time. Maybe you're bloated all the time. Maybe, you know, whatever, all of these things, right? It's because your nervous system is out of whack. Because you have been passive or because you have experienced trauma that you have not dealt with. Maybe you're emo- you're, you have no emotional regulation, right? And that is also calls from your nervous system being out of whack. Has your fire gone out? Do you, are you trying to stay warm without a fire? You can't do it. You cannot stay warm, right, without the fire. Your fire may have went out a long time ago. And you never moved the things around. You never lit it back, meaning you never, you know, you didn't uh, read the word. You didn't study what was going on. You didn't, you know, read about other people that have gone through this. Maybe, you know, maybe you need vitamins. Maybe you need a book. Maybe you need therapy. Whatever it is. You have got to light the fire again. Whatever God has been revealing to you, it's not by mistake. And although you may not want to say, you know, because you think I wanted to come on here and say I was passive. Nope. No. Mm -mm. Because that's that's a shot to my ego. That's a shot to my strong demeanor. Right? And who wants to do that? 
Who wants to have a shot to your ego? Who wants to look at themselves and say, this is what's wrong with me. This is the responsibility I need to take. This is the healing that I need to do. These are the things that I need to stop doing. Nobody wants to do that because that affects our pride. It affects our ego. And, you know, why would we want to admit that to anybody? But I know that I'm not the only one struggling with this. I'm not the only one that has gone through the same trauma that I've gone through. I'm not the only one that acknowledged being in spiritual fatigue. And you're not alone in whatever it is that you are going through. And I want you to know that your voice is worthy to be heard. You are worthy to be seen. You are worthy to be whole. I'm going to read you something really quickly and then I am going to end this. So Ephesians 4 Starting at verse 22, it says, So take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on a new self, the one created according to God's likeness and richness and purity of the truth. Your truth. Your truth. God gave you your truth. Therefore, putting away, lying, speak the truth each one to his neighbor because we are all members of one another. That goes back to your truth. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. No longer let the thief steal your joy, your hope, your truth, your testimony, your purpose, your passion. Um, instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with another, with anyone in need. That's you. That's your purpose. That's your truth. That is working with your own hands of healing and being intentional with the path in which God has set you on. Right? So in order for you, you have to do your own work on yourself, meaning healing, getting out of whatever it is that you're, that you're in, that you've been doing for so long, that it just seems normal. But then if you get into a vulnerable state with God, and he will show you what it is. And you have to do the work with your own hands so that your purpose 
can be revealed, okay? And you can share it with anyone in need. Somebody in this world is waiting on your healing. If there was a camera following you around, who could you imagine being on the other side? And is your life, the way you're living, the way your emotional, um, your emotions and your thoughts and, you know, your behaviors, um, are they going to be encouraging to the people who are on the other side of that camera? Whether that be your kids, whether that be your friends, whoever it is. Whoever it is, is your life in every single moment of your day? Are you being honest? Are you being forthcoming? Are you expressing your emotions in a healthy way? Uh, are you encouraging? Are you showing love? Are you like, is, is your actions and behaviors and emotions going to be encouraging to the people that are on the other side of that camera. So I'm going to read you one little thing, then we're going to go. So it says defeated. So this is like a little devotion. So it says taking off and putting on. It says, I have been a Christian for more than a decade, attending Bible study faithfully, praying daily and studying scripture sincerely and yet my anger would not quiet down. Counseling helped me to deal with the root issues of unforgiveness, shame, and bitterness, yet I was still far from being a gentle soul. Defeated, I begged God one weary morning to just change me. How many of us say, God, change me? Or do we say, God, change someone else so that I can stay the same? But God, change me. Change me. Feeling like there was nothing more I could do on my own. Instead, he whispered to my soul a truth I had not yet embraced. He says, I've made you a new creation, but you're living like the old woman walking around in a cloak of anger instead of putting on a cloak of righteousness. I don't know if you need to get into a quiet place. I don't know if you've been feeling anger, bitter, resentful, whatever it is that you've been feeling that you're like, why do I feel the way I feel? If you get intentional with God, and when I say intentional, listen to words, read, research, pray, read the Bible, whatever it is that where you can get into a quiet space where you can open up your mind. Mine was doing yoga the other day. And he will reveal to you what it is. Now, the thing is, is you can't be in denial, okay? Because once he brings it to you, you can't be in denial about what it is. It may hurt your ego and it may hurt your pride and it may, you know, be a punch to the gut. But in that moment... When he brought that to me, I immediately started researching. Like, what does this mean? I know what passivity is, but what does it mean? How does it affect me emotionally, mentally, physically? Like, what is it? 
okay? And I started reading. Do the same. You deserve to be whole. You deserve to be healed. You deserve to speak your truth. You deserve to be treated well. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be cherished. You deserve to be championed. And you deserve to be at center stage in your own story. So I don't know who's struggling today, but I hope and pray that you will let down your guard and allow him to speak to you. And you may have been dealing with spiritual fatigue. You may have been dealing with spiritual brokenness. You may have been dealing with spiritual hurt, whatever it is. But if you get in that quiet place, whether that's yoga, whatever, whether that's listening to messages, you know, your favorite pastors or however you want to do that, he will bring you the answer that you're looking for. And then it's up to you to make the changes necessary to get you to where God is trying to take you. So thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope that this touches your life in an amazing way. And uh, I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.